Recording. Recording. Play. Oh no, I didn't switch the audio down. Mm-mm. Here, this will just all be on the beginning. Oh, uh, there we go. Better. Better. Sorry, everybody. Our network just tanked for a second. Oh my goodness. What's up, Happy Blabber? What's up, Jamie? Dad cast. Man. I heard monster. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's up, Dan? Oh. Fucking love this. She gets like really going too. I don't know how much I want to play. But like, I can't tell you the name of the song because it's in Japanese. Listen to this. Woo! Fucking confusion jazz. It's just got a little bit of everything. Alright. This is, uh,. Coming to you courtesy of a... Oh, God, I right-clicked. Coming to you courtesy of a YouTube station called My Analog Journal. Uh, and it's a... This is a playlist called Japanese Funk and Soul on Vinyl. Late 70s, early 80s. And this dude just live mixes albums like he's got two turntables and he's just he's like playing you his own mix like it's just great i have been deep diving on this dude's channel all week uh go check him out my analog journal it's fucking fantastic yeah it's great for me listen just the bass in there yeah right there fuck Good shit, man. I love jazz. You do indeed. How are you, Dan? I'm not bad. Good. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. You are, of course, listening to This Might Sound Stupid Podcast, mm-hmm. a podcast that two stupid friends do once a stupid week mm-hmm. uh, for funsies. Yeah, I'm not doing it for you or you or you. I mean, we kind of are, but we're kind of not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is your first time listening to us. You can subscribe to us on whatever app you get podcasts on, except mm-hmm. for maybe Stitcher. I'm probably never going to figure that out. You can also follow us yeah. on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid, uh, and then turn on live notifications once you follow us on Twitch, and you can see us live every week when we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to email us, Excuse me. Our email is this might sound stupid at gmail.com. 
And if you ever want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at TMSS underscore podcast. Uh, we have two sponsors on our podcast. Mm-hmm. First and foremost is Joey the Good Boy. Mm-hmm. We'll check in with Joey here. He's he's deep slouched. Joey tries to hide from the camera. I swear he knows where it is. He is he's hiding. Mm-hmm. But if I said, do you want to go for a walk? Here he goes. Oh, we got an ear perk. Yep. That's it. Uh, we're also brought to you by Mike Long, who is uh, a great designer, and he designed all our graphics. Mm-hmm. New dad. Mm-hmm. New dad Long. Uh, Viking Adam. Is this the first time you've seen my haircut like this? Haven't I had it on the podcast like this? You might have. Maybe it's just that the f- the shave is fresh. Probably, yeah, probably, probably, the, probably the fresh shave. Fresh shave. Also, it's shaved further down than it normally is. So maybe that's it. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, cool summer cut. Yep. I don't nice. know when I'm going to cut it off. Even when it gets hot enough. I don't remember the size that short. Yeah, it, it got buzzed shorter. Um, It's not hot. It's not like if I had long hair right now, mm-hmm. then it's miserable. This is actually nice. I like this. And I like having the long hair. Maybe in the fall I'll cut it. Maybe I'll go all summer and see if I hate it. What are you drinking, Dan? Oh, I hit a button. Uh, What's your first one? Uh, it's, it's called Local 755. It's a good one. This is just Blackstack's regular old IPA. Yep, they're IPA. Good crack. Mm-hmm. weird double-handed drink uh this week once again i'm drinking hold on hold on rage quit get in there from barrel theory i'm also, I'm also wearing my barrel theory shirt mm-hmm. you're going to barrel theory tomorrow i'm going to barrel theory tomorrow sorry <laughs> <laughs> barrel theory household right now we got our reservation again for mm-hmm. three oh they're so juicy. Oh yeah, they they fill them to the brim. I brought I brought a rag of sorts just for that. Got beer everywhere. Mm-hmm. Dan, I am probably not very far, but I'm a little far in the band Pandora Star. Oh, <laughs> and that guy likes to describe stuff. Yeah holy cow like i gotta be honest there are points in that story where because i'm listening to it Mm -hmm. and i'll be driving around or cooking dinner or doing whatever and all of a sudden i'll be like "Ah, i haven't been listening for like 30 seconds but it's just because he's describing some some particular aspect of some particular spaceship Mm -hmm. which makes me think that you really would indeed like uh red mars which has been a long time since i read that one Mm -hmm. Uh, and then also, um, stranger from a strange land, he describes things in excruciating detail, detail as well, okay. but like the underlying story is good enough that I'm still very intrigued. Like there's, okay. he's set up, I don't know how many hours, does it tell you quick if how many hours you're in? Yeah. I should tell you how much you have left. Uh, 28 hours left. So you've done, so you've I'm probably read about 12 hours. So I'm maybe a third, a third of the way in. If I look at the progress bar, it's not quite a third, probably. Yeah, yeah but about a third. About a third. Mm-hmm. He set up 
a bunch of different little mysteries. Yeah, because you have, you have a, a, a few different like kind of protagonists that are doing things. I think at that point of the book, and yeah, you're not quite. You know, it's not necessarily tying them all together or anything like that, but there's definitely things happening. Yeah, there's quite a few characters. Um, I'm only. I hate these. You gotta like really pour it hard. Gotta pet him's hard so you can feel it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that worked all right. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, there's quite a few characters. Mm-hmm. And there's like different stuff going on with them at all, but you're starting to see that like these little weird things are connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got back to the guy from the very beginning. The, oh, as- the sure. astronomer. Mm-hmm. So I just got back to him finally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm liking it so far. Other than just the level of detail or the <laughs> like just side roads he goes down describing, you know, she didn't, she didn't particularly like this pair of pants, but she was fine wearing them because, and he's like, I got, I understand that he's doing it all to explain some little facet of technology that's going to come into play or something like that. But you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> she's got special gloves that do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been good. Okay. Okay. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Uh, what else is new, Dan? Okay. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get my head. I gotta get my head in podcast space. Um, I I, I read an interesting thing today about the that ship that got beached in the Suez Canal for for that little over a week. Yes, delayed everybody's packages. And how, hola, Rolo. What's up, Rolo? Uh, and how the the Indian crew that is aboard the ship, so like the crew is from India. It's like a it's like a German owned like Chinese ship that like waves a Peruvian flag or something like that, <laughs> but the. They can't leave. So like it's because right now it's during like it's like during like a dispute, like the people that own the ship and like the Egyptian government. Uh, that's kind of how that stuff works. And like of they're in a dispute about what? Like paying money to like let it go. Like they want they want like nine hundred and like sixty million dollars because they like, cost them so much money. Yeah, and so like so like they're trying to like sue them for like you know, like all like almost a billion dollars. Jesus. Uh, and. So the like there's there's a chance that the people the crew could just be on the ship for years. What? Because they can't leave. No, they won't let, let the crew leave. No, it's it's, it's all it's, it's all part of it. Like they can't go anywhere. Like they they can't de- they can't undock into a foreign country. The ship's just sitting there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So they're they're just they're literally in my mind. It's like they would keep the ship and all the cargo on it. And then, like, let the other people fly home or something. Mm-hmm. Nope. So they, they, yeah, they're just stuck. Unless they can figure out a way to get themselves off the ship, like through like political back channels or something like that. They're just on the ship 
weird man there was something like i didn't read fully into it but there's one thing where this guy's been on a ship for like a couple like almost i think it's well over a decade he's like the only one that's been left behind and like they let him off for a couple hours a day for food and water but then he has to go back to the ship what's that for some just some weird because like it's it's like the thing where like it's these huge mega corporations that own these ships so they really don't care about the people like they're like super low paid Indian crew. So they'll just, they'll just ah, fuck it, take the ship. And then it's, what do we do with it? Like, <laughs> And they don't, well, the people are just bystanders in the whole damn thing. Let they them go. Are, yeah. But they, that doesn't matter. Cause like, it's, it's like, you know, it's a whole thing with like refugees. And like, if like, if you're in an airport and your country ceases to exist like that one guy. And so your passport's invalid and yeah, and they, so they can't send you home. You just have to live in the airport for thirty years, like that. There's like like a Tom Hanks movie, about yeah. It. Like that's like a like it's just a weird these weird international like laws about who can go where and things like that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. So they're just they're li- they're just literally stuck on the ship, and they don't know when they'll get off. Correct. Could and be, they bring them years. food. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're not gonna let them. Man, to, to like bring them food and have to like maintain that, I feel like they would just let them go instead. It, it could also be they're a bargaining chip at that point. That's bananas. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say about it. That's so unfair. Oh no, it's it's yeah, like it's like I you know I because I doubt the either like any of the entities involved really do care about the crew. As much as they probably should, I yeah, like, I'm, I, I, I feel like I would be willing to bet that they don't. Yeah, care for at some all. of those shipping companies, I'm guessing the crypt, like the crews, are interchangeable and disposable. So that's that's the last thing they really want to worry about. That's depressing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's such a it's such a weird little like niche thing of like things that can happen in this world with because of like the way countries interact. Weird. Mm-hmm. Who we used to know somebody that their husband or boyfriend was. Uh, he would go out on uh, mining ships up up north. Okay. Um. Oh, it was Jamie, our friend Jamie. I think it's her ex boyfriend now. Yeah, it is her ex boyfriend. He in Michigan. He would go out and just be gone for like weeks months at a time because mm. he was just he worked on a mining ship oh yeah yeah like one of my brother's like newfoundland like newfoundland uh neighbor brother like friends that like lives in a little neighborhood makes a shit ton of money but like his job is he goes and he like runs like these like deep water like laser shit on like to like fix the stuff oh so, really so he gets paid a ton of money but he's gone for Months. Oh yeah, a very long time. But then when you're not gone, you're, you're just, just at home, just you're doing just at home you doing whatever like you want. Yeah. But then you're but then you're gone again for half the year. That is not the life for me. Yeah, that sucks. What a yeah, weird they, they, what a weird thing I've never thought about before. They said they're in good spirits. I don't know what like a ship that size. I don't know what like the living quarters are like. I'm sure they're not terrible, but I'm sure they're not anything you'd want to be sitting on for. Well, the thing, like, they're already on it for months because that's how long it just literally takes right. to, to, to sail from China to, to like, if they were, like, ending up in, like, a port in America. That's so bizarre. hmm It's so, like, it's crazy, too, that that's how so much stuff has to get shipped, I suppose. 
Yeah. You can't like you can't ship a lot on planes. No, because it's too expensive. Um, that's one of the byproducts. Like one of the two things they want or that some of these countries are looking to happen. One, because of global warming is um, there'll be a race to get through the north faster. So whoever can like kind of basically you go up around Russia mm. and that way you can just say fuck the Suez Canal and just go over Russia. Hmm. Um, What's Russia going to think of that? Well, that's the thing. So, like, it They're becomes gonna, it becomes a, a, a fight for that. It's their waters, I suppose. Not necessarily. Yeah, but like, they'll think it is. It, yeah, it, that's is what I would assume. That's what you run into, right? Um, and then train. Like China wants to literally just build a train track that just goes from China to Europe. They they just want to. <clears> they'll just start running shit on right. land. I'm just surprised they don't already train. have that. They're, they're they're just building it. They just have to like work with these countries to get it across. But they want that's. They're doing it like they're they're spending so much money in other countries building infrastructure for them so that they can use it. So like they're like building infrastructure in uh, countries that really, really need the money. They're like kind of giving it to them. They're like, you know, it's like a little thing like, hey, hey, we'll we'll fund your highway here, but we're using it. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I wonder what China is going to look like. Like when we retire, yeah. Like they, like they, they they've always talked about it being like a paper tiger, where it's like, are they are they really as big as they say and think they are, or is it all, or know. is it all just a facade? As a person who understands nothing about China exactly, or here. macroeconomics, exactly. I feel like they're they're really setting themselves up to be like the world superpower in the next they're, they're, forty or fifty years. They're definitely trying their ass off. It's just a matter of if yeah, if they actually have the. The, the back end to back it up. They still have so much. It seems like from everything that I, the few things that I watch occasionally, it mm-hmm. seems like they just have so much in terms of untapped resources. Yeah. And when you don't care as much, like from like a governmental standpoint, like there's you think less that's regu- true. I really don't I know. I think, it's, I think it's just less regulation. Like, yeah, I don't they, know. They, I wonder. So I, 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 it, you might be able to like mine for more, um, at the expense of just, you know, like like the Uyghur sort of stuff where it's like they can literally do whatever the fuck they want oh, and yeah. no one's going to stop them because it's their country. Yeah. You, you can get mad at them, but it's on their land. So if they just want to do it, they're just going to do it. I think if this was like 10, 15 years ago, I would be more like, yeah, they just do, you know what I mean? They have human rights violations. Mm-hmm. And then like now I think of our country and I'm like, well, we we do a lot of shit that's not super cool. No, it doesn't mean that any country shouldn't it's the whole thing of like you know like but they're doing this it's like well it doesn't really matter you shouldn't be doing it either uh but it's that's that's just what it comes down to it's but then like it, it doesn't give you the moral high ground to stand on that you th- that you thought you may have had right to like talk down at them right well that's what i was saying is the way you phrased it, it was like they have less regulation. It's like, do they? Do they just have different regulation? I, I th- it's just a, they have, yeah. They're. I really don't know. I'm just genuinely, I'm not saying one way or I'll the say, other. I'm just, I'm just going to go on language. I'm going to say we're not as bad as China. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I really. I, I'm, I'm, I know you're going to take the opposite opinion. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just genuinely don't know. Like if you add up, like when you talk about uh, rare earth minerals and stuff that you know, they mine in the Congo for cell phones and things like mm-hmm. that. How much is our country involved with keeping those communities impoverished 
in order to get a hold of those minerals? I really, and that's again, I don't know the answer to that question. I, I feel like that's more like a corporation thing as opposed to like maybe a U.S. government. Yeah, but thing. That, I mean, it's like they're, 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 they're yeah, kind of they're, they're kind of intertwined. They, they are because it's you know it's it's your whole like secret cabal of like hyper rich that because they technically do run like Congress. Yeah, because they pay for them. Well, and they probably run the shit in the other countries too. It's oh, just yeah. the hyper-rich Chinese well, instead it, of the hyper-rich Americans. Yeah, it's, it's like the Chinese building all that infrastructure. Like, they're, they're hey, we're giving you roads. <laughs> wink, wink. Like, here's some roads. Nudge, nudge. Um, but, yeah, so that, that'll that be a, an interesting thing. That'll, that'll be like the... I'm sure we'll see a lot of that in the next couple decades. I just remember being a kid and thinking, like, America was right and America's good and just and now i don't necessarily always think that i'm not oh. saying like this is a terrible country to live in no. or that everything is bad but it's like i just don't i think like now i'm just a lot more of like oh we got a lot of shit to work on too though yes to the yes. point where like it all it almost feels like the way to say it would be like i want to be proud to be american again mm-hmm. like i don't feel proud to be american over the last 10 years mm-hmm. and that's a bummer yeah, certainly the last four. <laughs> yeah, like like I don't, I don't, like I I I probably feel more proud to be a Canadian than I am a, to be an American. If, if I would, if, I if, would if, if it was apples so. to oranges in some way, you know, if, we're, if that's somehow how you compare it. Yeah, but it's not like Canada doesn't have a horrible track record of like dealing with like indigenous people or things like that it's not like yeah that's, that's, like that's just that's just the way every great empire apparently has just gone about their business for the last millennium yeah i think uh maybe a better way to say it was i i just have a more nuanced view of yeah. my country now mm-hmm. um it's still really interesting to hear like to listen to people you know i haven't really traveled the world i've traveled a lot in the u.s i've never been off of our continent i've been to Canada and I've been to Mexico. You've been to, you've been to Central America. Right, but I've never been off this continent. I mean, I guess we're off, we were off the continent when we went on a cruise, but we went on a cruise that went to Mexico. Yeah, you were in international waters. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting to like listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos where people travel and they're, they'll just talk about like, I never really realized how good we have it in the U.S. and how plentiful everything is in the U.S. until I had traveled abroad. It, it's <clears throat> yeah it's it's insane and i mean even right now i think uh mexico is north america wild beef says yeah i know i, I just like to say it's central why did you it's, go like it, this it's tucked away down there okay because it, it goes like this <laughs> I, I thought you were doing this yeah central <laughs> america <laughs> that's what I thought. central america i was like that doesn't make any sense wild beef gets it <laughs> um where I think it was yesterday, India, or maybe it was just today. Well, it would have been, I don't know how time works. India had like the largest daily death toll from COVID that they had. Oh, yeah. had. They got, sma- they got uh, smashed. One of the people I follow from India just lost his mother and his father's in critical condition. Uh, and, it, you know, it makes me think of like even what you were saying about your brother in Canada. They just aren't rolling out the vaccine mm-hmm. as quickly. <clears throat> Um, and then I was watching a video from, s- doesn't matter, some YouTube channel, uh, and they had traveled to Central America uh, somewhere, 
My my memory is not great ever, but right now especially. A place. They had traveled outside of the U.S. and they were just talking about how they'd never realized, and they weren't they weren't doing it in a way that was like shitting on anybody. They were just mm-hmm. saying like it really made me realize like how good we have it in the U.S. and how plentiful everything is, and like you can just go anywhere and get meat, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and things like that. <clears throat> Today is the single largest day of COVID cases, like worldwide. Oh, interesting! Three hundred thousand in India. That's Jesus a Lord. A lot. That's a lot. I wonder. I, I, I that's when you go population percentage. That's probably not as high as as maybe we were on our worst day, just because that's they, still just a lot. Oh no, it is. But like, what if the, if they're at a billion, a billion something people? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what that. Uh, how the numbers shake out to like percentage population, like per capita that 300,000 is compared to like our worst day. Oh yeah, I wonder. Um, Like it it might still be not as as bad as like our worst day because that's that's like, that's the the crazy thing about this whole thing is like percentage wise, not as bad. We suck at COVID. The world? No, the US is like the worst country. Oh really? Yeah. What about now with the vaccine and everything? We're We're like, there's still states that are setting record highs. Jesus. Yeah. Like Florida? Uh, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Michigan's going bonkers. Yeah, Mich- Michigan. Michigan. Something happened in Michigan. Michigan got <clears throat> re- real bad a couple weeks ago. I didn't know that. Um, So that's the, that's the weird thing about like, because it's, there's this light of, you know, the vaccines happening, which is going to, you know, coll- collapse our numbers greatly as more and more people get the vaccine. But it's still hitting us hard. Well, that was one thing I was thinking when Wild Beef, so Wild Beef also just said 300,000 is most anywhere has ever had in one day. Uh, that was one of the things I was thinking too is like, I mean, it just seems like it's rot for having mutations mm-hmm. when there's that many people and it's jumping around that much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's the thing. It's like, I, I you know, they've, they've talked about like, you know, because who, like no one knows. It's still like, there's a lot of like, the, you know, scientific speculation about how things will go um but like say in you know next march if i just have to get another shot if it's just you just you just take a booster every year another booster yeah kind of like people to take the flu shot every year weird but who knows like I, i you know i have no idea i'm not a scientist yeah i'm not opposed to wearing masks Cause I, it's like I haven't even had a head cold this year. Yeah, that that, that was not that was <clears> one of the byproducts of like I just didn't get sick. Right. <laughs> I mean, a part of it is that I the at least something your exposure to people is way down. Mm-hmm. But then also, yeah, I just I wonder how much masks are actually contributing to that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. I guess I didn't. I wasn't aware. I've kind of. This is probably bad on my part, but like since I've gotten vaccinated. I've tuned out of a lot of the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there, there isn't a I should lot. Probably still be paying mild attention to. That's it. That's the thing. It's 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 worth paying attention to still at least mildly. It's um because you've you've done you've done what you can do. Like right, you've 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 stayed indoors. You've masked. You're not you're not running outside and like high fiving your neighbors. Um, you got the vaccine. As more and more people you know get the vaccine, you're opening yourself up to them which they've said is okay so like it's you like um 
it's one of those things where like you can still just kind of look at the stuff like every little bit, but at the way it stands, even though it's still happening and there's still a shit ton of it out there, it's not. None of those numbers will change the way you act or have to act. Now, unless Correct. there's some variant that yeah, gets exactly. But then, yeah, if that happens, you'll know. <laughs> Amber Amber says NPR was just talking about more and more kids getting it and spreading it. Are they asymptomatic? Is that why they're spreading it so much? I, I probably have a couple classrooms at each of my buildings <clears> usually <throat> that's just empty because hmm. they have to go into quarantine. Weird. Like, because you know, like it's usually not the kid that has it. As far as I know, because I, I, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't say who has because it's, it's, it's all hip right. stuff. Um, but yeah, so someone in the household will have it, which means that the, they just have to go. Sorry, guys, you're just, you got, you're, you're just at home for two weeks, and then they just distance learn for two weeks, then they come back. Hmm. But it's, it's crazy how many more symptoms. Hmm. Um, makes me second guess sending our kids back to school. Then I didn't know that. Um, but that, and like, I think that's the question about long haulers. Okay. That's, I I listened to a whole thing on long hauler stuff. That's a whole, what did they say? Well, that's just every, that's just a a whole bunch of diseases have had long hauler stuff. And this is like the first one that's really kind of brought it to the forefront. So like people like say have had, um, been really affected by like malaria Mm -hmm. and they've had like these like foggy head and things like that for, for years. But they don't, they just go to their doctor and doctor's like, you're just, it's all in your head. Hmm. But this is like, like now that like it's happened to so many people with COVID stuff, it's now starting to be more brought to the forefront. So they feel like they're being heard. So it's not just COVID that has caused long hauler stuff, but it's the most prevalent. Um, just, and it's, and they don't know what does it. They, they don't know if it's like, there's a little bit of the virus still in you somewhere. And they, and it's just kind of hanging out and just slowly interacting with your immune system i wonder and if so, it also can just set your immune system oh we might have just tanked um we're still recording but we're just that's just zero all right it's back up but yes yeah, so yeah they're not 100 percent sure what um what causes the long haul symptoms? So like, um, cause like some people have gotten the vaccine has, has cured their symptoms. So like they may have had like a reservoir of the virus somewhere. Hmm. Um, to, uh, may have had a, like a, a reservoir of the, of the, the virus somewhere in their biome somewhere and the vaccine just finished it off. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a mystery that they have to figure out of what is causing those symptoms to continue to occur like what in your what in what in your body is thinking you still have it they don't know yeah i wonder if it can also just be your can your immune system just get put in overdrive by something well they have to figure out why it's doing that though yeah like so it you know is it still in you a little bit is something else in your um, in your body causing it to happen. Yeah, they, they, they're not sure what's making your immune system do that. Hmm. Big J says the audio was fine. I don't know how that's possible because OBS was saying we went to like zero. Our connection was zero kilobytes I, per second. I, I could see that happening because like when I'd be at my house and it would freak out, our video would be stopping, but 
the audio just keeps yeah, going? Yeah. So it's not a true zero, I guess. Yeah. Oh, now it's crashing again. <laughs> the fuck, man? <laughs> hey, green. I have no idea why it does that. We're back to green. Uh, but yeah, this is, I think because of the prevalence of this disease, this is going to cause a lot of research to happen. That's, that's one of the, that's one of the, the weird byproducts of this whole thing that is a, a, a net positive is the sheer amount of science we're going to get around. Yeah, I hope so. Around diseases like this and how they, and how they work. Makes me anxious because we're talking about sending kids back to our kids back to school in June. And if they're showing Summer more school, well, Montessori, yeah, it's oh. just year round there. Oh, you guys are fucking idiots. Well, only in those Montessori. little kid environments. Garbage school. Uh, well, and we would only be sending Aurora just so she gets experience in the toddler room. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that makes me anxious if the kids are becoming more symptomatic. Yeah, I, I, w- I would need to read a little more. So would I. Exactly. Sounds like it sounds like Amber's paying more attention though. Yeah. Am- Am- Amber's the pad of our group. The Amber's the Pat. I love it's. I, I have just gotten in the habit of whenever he puts something in in a message, I Google it, <laughs> and I find out that he's wrong. Pat, <laughs> very reactionary with his news reading. He, he quickly types it in. It's yeah. like, all right, oh my god, you see this? I gotta take a second. Just hold on, Pat. Let me see here. <laughs> um, what's a good update for me to get? Yeah, there, there, yeah, there, there's your there's your monthly COVID update. It seems like our state has done well. Yeah, from what I've heard, and I'm not gonna say how I know this person or who they are, but I know a person who got COVID mm-hmm. has refused to wear a mask since the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, would just always have it like tucked down. Um, got COVID, and sounds like had a rough go with it. Mm-hmm. Their family also got it and had a rough go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, still refusing to wear a mask. And this person is like, well, I lived through it, uh, and it was fine. And somebody else was telling me they were talking to him, and like, yeah, but you can give it to other people, and it can kill other people. And what if you get a variant of it? And they just, it's like, I really think with this particular person, uh, not knowing them very well, but knowing them enough Mm -hmm. that I do, my guess is that in the beginning, they were saying everybody's stupid for wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. It's like, should we restart the stream? I mean, it's like really bad. It usually doesn't drop to zero. Yeah. Before you, before you finish your story, we'll, we'll be back in 10 seconds. Uh, oh, but then I got to stop. Oh, no. I can keep the recording going. Yeah. Okay. We're going to stop the stream and come back because it's really bad. Like it doesn't usually just drop to nothing. Yeah. So there we'll, it goes. There it goes again. Yeah. Well, let's just restart OBS. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, if I restart OBS, I gotta stop recording. Oh, then yeah. Don't worry. We'll just stop the stream part then. All right. Give us a second. It's funny that it still flashes even though you aren't actually streaming. Well, now now it just went to stop stream. Oh, okay. yeah. Why does it still say it? Well, I guess that makes sense because it's, it's it's not giving any sort of data, so it has to be read. I suppose. All right, we'll try starting it up again. It just doesn't start. Mm-hmm. 
Or really just doesn't start. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess... I guess for the people watching the VOD, we are stopping this and we're going to come back. Man, it said it couldn't access the channel. The fuck is going on? Oh, is this on? Are you downloading like an update? No. What is this? Fortinetting into the no, okay. but that's that's what it made me think. Because my otherwise you would see the VPN running down here. Like watch if I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would see the shield. Yeah. All right. Let's try starting OBS. Man, I don't know what that's about. All right, it says it's back. I think this is just fucking shitty Comcast internet. Why it's great? I'm gonna blame Comcast. We did. It. We had to completely restart OBS because it said it couldn't connect. Uh, okay, so Amber said they just mentioned it today. Keeping my eyes on it. So far, haven't heard anything about the youngest children. Okay, perfect. Uh, if that thing keeps dropping out, whatever. We'll just keep going. Yeah, it's just it bugs me because the last well no not that it bugs me because like for four weeks in a row Mm -hmm. it has it hasn't moved it just sits at like 2600 and now today it's just all over the place all right well anyways this particular person my assumption i don't know this for sure but my assumption is that they are now like afraid of looking stupid because mm-hmm. they were so adamant that nobody needed to wear masks and mm-hmm. it was totally pointless that they're just being fucking stupid and stubborn mm-hmm. and digging their heels in like crazy because they don't want to admit they were wrong mm-hmm. and that drives me nuts because oh, yeah. that's the only thing i can think of is like you had it and it was hard you were out of work for over three weeks mm-hmm. uh it was hard on your family uh, it just blows my mind that like you don't want to get the shot. Fine, I like that's an apprehension I get. Mm-hmm. It's the first vaccine of its kind. You know what I mean? Like there's this all these blood clot rumors out there that mm-hmm. are scary. I get it. Mm-hmm. The vac. If you don't want to, if you don't want to get the vaccine, you know, it makes me feel like maybe you just need some more information. Mm-hmm. But that, like that one, I get. The mask thing, I just don't fucking get. And that's the only thing I can come up with is like, this person is just so stubborn that they're going to dig their heels in now Mm -hmm. because they don't want to look stupid. Correct. And it drives me nuts. It's funny because, yeah, it's it's not like, like no one would like, it's not like the majority of people that would like interact with them on a day-to-day basis wouldn't think that way. They'd be like, hey, like, you know, they'd be just happy he's wearing a mask. I haven't said if it's a he or she. Too late. I'm calling him he. Okay. I have to genderize him. Sure. <laughs> well, this person, anyway. It's it's post-transition. Uh, I have, I've lost a lot of respect for this person because I just, I can't understand that kind of digging your heels I in. I knew it. Did I say he? Yeah. It is he. I got ears. Uh, but they, I don't know. 
I've just lost so much respect because it's like, it's not a thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wearing a mask doesn't matter. Nope. Like it just, it doesn't. It's how they control you. It doesn't matter. If they can it's make just you, not a thing that matters. If they can make you wear a mask, Adam. Fucking hate it. Guess what else they can make you do? I had nothing. Exactly. <laughs> they already, they, or they already make me do tons of shit all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Huh. Bothers me. Is it John Stamos? No. It's Joe Satriani. It's Joe Satriani. He's he works, a he. He works at the high school now. Um. All right. Yeah. So I'll, that's I'll like, get off that soapbox. So that that's where it's going to be very intriguing over this this um as we come into June <laughs> and July, since literally anybody that's sixteen or older can get the vaccine now, everywhere. Um, people will also be traveling more though. Do people travel more in the summer? I got to imagine they do. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but that many more million people will be vaccinated as they're traveling in the summer. So, Oh my God, I think I've said this before, but it's so nice to not have a president that I just hear awful things about every fucking day. Oh yeah. It's just so nice. Yeah. Like I just just, forget there's a president. You don't, you don't don't have to wake up and wonder what he tweeted about. Like, ah, fuck. Uh, there seems to be more vaccines than people this weekend. Get them to India. Get them to Canada. (laughs) You know, like, like an India thing. Uh, that's where one of the like major manufacturing plants is, mm-hmm. and we're shipping it back here because it's ours. Weird. Since it like it's yeah, so it 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 so they make it, but then it leaves the country. That's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, selfishly, okay, <laughs> but also that's yeah. bizarre. So yeah, so it which hopefully bodes well for them when they decide to not just ship it elsewhere; they can just. Give it out. Give it out in mass. Um, Uh, like a a thing that I that I heard about, like the um, like the J and J like clotting thing. Um, how like it wasn't like as big a deal as like it's it sounded scary. Like sounds super scary Mm because it's like, um, like there was like the six people that had had it of the whatever you know, whatever point zero zero whatever percent. Yeah. Um. And it wasn't so much that they were afraid of it, like killing people. It was they needed to stop it so that they could tell hospitals that if you see a clotting issue, it could be this. Okay. So it was just more to like let people know that um, if you see something like this. Say something. Yes. <laughs> because the way you would normally fight a clot is the opposite of how you have to fight this. Oh, this really? kind of clot. Yes. Okay, so, so they, it, that's it, interesting. So it's, it's more for just letting, so that they can ask person, oh, did you have the vaccine? Like, you know, so that they can make it much, so that they can just be more informed um, if someone comes to them with, with like, this particular right. issue. and just have that knowledge. Yep. That's actually good to know. Mm-hmm. And it's only affecting women so far, apparently. Hmm. I wonder... I don't know. I was going to say, I wonder why that would be, but like... Who knows? Yeah, I'm not a scientist. So does everybody. We can speculate forever. (laughs) That's just a stupid statement. I wonder why. Yeah, you and everybody else, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, also in the news this week, uh, Derek Chauvin. Chauvin? Chauvin? Did he have COVID? No. Oh, why are we talking about? Because he was convicted of murder. Oh. (laughs) He's trolling. I totally (laughs) fell for that. I was like... Uh, and it, I thought NPR did a really great job of covering it. The only thing that bothered me is that they only had one person who then would, he was referring to 
like it just became weirdly important to me that Derek Chauvin be referred to as a murderer mm-hmm. because he was convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that George Floyd, he wasn't killed, he was murdered. Mm-hmm. Like that that little bit of verbiage mm-hmm. became important in my mind and sure. like NPR just wasn't doing it. And I was sitting there like listening to because we listened to it like all night. And it was just like, he's a, he was murdered. <laughs> like that word has so much weight. Mm-hmm. And I understand why before he was convicted, you mm-hmm. wouldn't say murderer mm-hmm. uh, because there's legal ramifications. But it's like once he's convicted, you you should be referring to him in my mind as a murderer mm-hmm. and the murder of mm-hmm. uh, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. But that's... that's uh, that, was a, that, that was just a... I'm trying to find the right words. It was a strange myriad of emotions that I hadn't experienced before. We, you know, like weird side emotion. So, like, sometimes when I'm watching, like, the end of like a sporting event, like it's like the, it's like the it's like <laughs> Where the are you going it's like this? third period in like a Olympic hockey game or something. Like sure. That. And like it's Canada versus somebody, and it's like the gold medal game, and it, it like I almost don't want to look at the screen because I like it's it's so tense for me. Right. Like, like I want to. I'm so, saying after. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like. So when I brought up the, like the, bring me the news live feed, sure. and it was gonna ding at some point because it said you know it's it's past four o'clock we're waiting for the, you know it's, and so so I was in like a different tab and it's like, like I heard the ding I'm like, click like I like I was <laughs> just like, the I, apprehension yeah, of I was, I was I was like I was like I was I was so nervous it's to like look. a Schrodinger's cat moment exactly just so, like well there's two realities that are sitting before me right now I had, I, had to, I had to read it twice quick because I was seeing it before like anybody had said anything it wasn't in like Facebook or like right so I was, I was like reading so like, guilty of okay so it doesn't say not because I, I also you wanted to like yeah I also wanted to like put it in Facebook but I didn't want to like like in our messenger chat I, I didn't want to like say the wrong thing right so it's like and get everybody needlessly guilty okay so that's that that also says guilty of like so (laughs) so i was being i was i was i I kept reading and double reading it as as like the three charges came i had been listening to it and then was like i couldn't do it anymore and i had to go find something to busy myself with Mm -hmm. uh that's why i I just didn't pay attention the entire morning i'm just like Whenever that, whenever like I had been watching it, and it happens, was just like I'm, I'm, I'll come back. Have when you ever had your heart beat so fast it almost makes you feel sick to your stomach? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how I felt. Uh because I really, I just felt like it wasn't going to go the way that it did, and so I went. Mm. I came down here, and I've been wanting to uh, play Bloodborne again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, my PlayStation probably needs updates and Bloodborne might have some random update, but mm-hmm. I doubt it because it's been out forever. So I was down here updating it uh, and my phone binged and it was Wade mm-hmm. and he said, oh, thank God. That's all he said. And I fucking, I literally dropped my remote mm-hmm. <laughs> or my controller on the floor and just left everything the way it was mm-hmm. and sprinted upstairs mm-hmm. to listen to the radio. Uh, and they were talking about something else. So then in Messenger, I was like, is he, I forget something. I was I, like, because I, I put, I put, oh, wow, all three. And you're like, I said, guilty, guilty of all three. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, because they weren't talking, they weren't yeah. saying that. They were like, it was the judge talking about something else. Or I forget who was talking, but it was just like, what, 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 like, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, uh, 
afterwards, I was just standing at my counter kind of listening to uh, the judge say some stuff to the jury. And then they said some stuff like they they moved to do something with his bail. I didn't understand that part. So the, like, did he have to forfeit his bail? Like, they don't get that back or something like that? Uh, I don't know how. Actually, I literally have no idea how bail works. Okay. Well, I was listening to that. And then it all kind of hit me like mm-hmm. that he was convicted of the murder that he everybody saw him commit. And they, yep, and they remain him into custody, and he goes off to jail. And I just started to cry. And I had this moment. Bond was revoked, but I don't know what that means, I guess. Uh, I just started to cry. And there was this weird part of me where I was like, you're okay. You're fine. You're fine. And then I like, I literally had this conscious thought of like, just cry. I don't know. You know me. Like I'll yeah. cry. I cry. And I don't, I don't know why in my mind. It's been something that I've thought about, but it was like, you're okay. You're fine. And I don't know if it was because I wanted to keep listening. Mm-hmm. I was standing there by myself. And then yeah, I had this conscious thought of like, just cry. Mm-hmm. And so I just set my phone down. And it wasn't, I mean, it was like 30 seconds of just crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I talked to Big J later that day when I went to pick the kids up. And he was saying, yeah, I had a, mi- I had a minute to just cry. And we were both saying like it was, it was so much more than that. Like that was a relief that he was convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. But then it was like this whole past year. Oh, no, it's. Was all pent up in there. And I thought when I got my mm-hmm. COVID shot, I thought that's when I was going to cry because it would just be like this relief, Mm -hmm. but like COVID is just still here. Mm -hmm. And then I thought to myself like, okay, it'll be the first movie night back. Those guys are just going to have to deal with me crying for a little bit. (laughs) Because you love Mordecai so much. Uh, (laughs) But it was that moment of just like this whole, the whole weight of everything. Okay. So that means he has to stay in custody. So, uh, so you, uh, you can be released on bond. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, and I just cried, and it was like a. It wasn't like a joyful cry, but it wasn't like a sorrowful cry. It was just a like. It was cathartic. It was just a release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your movie night. Uh, yeah, it, it would have been very cathartic. Yeah, and then uh, then I did cry on the way to pick up my kids because they were talking about, uh, and I'm blanking on her name, the 17 year old girl who took the video. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't remember what her name is. They talked about her. <sighs> Somebody put her name in chat. I can't remember it. Uh, they talked about her and just being on the witness stand and talking about how like she still has nightmares about it and how, and then the saddest part was that she wished she could have done more Mm -hmm. like she felt so helpless and wish and it was just like oh god started crying there and that one i was because i was driving (laughs) so i was like you're fine you're fine like wiping tears out of my eyes and then when i got home i like didn't look at amber Mm -hmm. because i like needed to get dinner going Mm -hmm. because i got home later that day only men can cook danielle frazier thank you um there's no crying and cooking and i needed to get but I was like, I know if I look at my wife, I'm going to cry. So I was like basically ignoring Amber. Mm-hmm. And then like I had everything going and everything was cooking. And then I just went and hugged her and cried. You started cutting some onions like, fuck. <laughs> onions. No, I wear contacts. Oh, that's right. You're so good. it's not a problem. You're good. That's the weirdest thing. It's, they got to feel the science of that. Every once in a while, I'll like, 
I just won't put my contacts in on like a Saturday or Sunday and I'll be cutting onions. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, I'm not wearing contacts. I don't think I would take a cut onion vaccine. Like I can, I'll just power through. Just power through. Yeah, I don't, I don't need it. Um, but then the, yeah, Amber bakes a lot and she makes fucking dynamite ice cream. Um, but then just the myriad of emotions of like being relieved that he was, he was convicted of a murder that everybody saw him commit. Mm-hmm. But then just knowing, like, I mean, there have been two other young black people killed since then. Well, and that's the thing. Like, they they, they, they were, like, like right away, I forget who, I, who I'd heard that, that said it first, but it become like the, became kind of like the, almost like the, the talking point of the mantra of it all was just that it's not, you know, justice is the reform that makes it so it doesn't happen or, like, won't happen, like, doesn't happen as much. But this man was held accountable. It wasn't justice, but he was just held accountable. Right. And justice is, is the years other long reform. Yeah. Um, NW, NAACP has been putting out uh, some just great clips, informative clips on their Instagram. They're a good watch or a good follow on Instagram. Um, I saw a thing today. Do they do like old school like wrestling pictures? You're thinking of... Uh, that's all. That's how I look at Instagram. So, just old school wrestling pictures. Yeah. I look at a lot of those. Yep. Or Matty Matson. That's that's all I do. Sorry. Or your kids. <laughs> My kids are on Instagram a lot. Um, I saw a thing today where the fifteen or sixteen year old girl who was just mm-hmm. killed by the police. Uh and there were people who were like, well, she had a knife and she was going to attack somebody else. And then they, who, whatever the kid's name is from Wisconsin, they were like, this dude had a gun. <laughs> you, you can go into all, all those right. where it's like they... But it is interesting to just see... Yeah. That happened in Kibby's backyard. Oh, is it? That's Columbus, Ohio, right? Was it? Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting to see the way that the two things get framed. Mm-hmm. And it's just... The more that that gets pointed out to me, the more I notice it of just like, oh, weird. Yeah, and that's and that's it. it almost seems like the I'm not gonna say like the easiest place, but it's it's a it seems like such a a, a simple place to to try and start the 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 reform is how is how it works with de-escalation or who has a gun. Like it's just like, like that sort of stuff. Like you know, and like they they always talk about that about like who would go where to deal with what sort of like social emotional distress or things like that. What I know Javin's wife shared something recently about the whole defund the police movement. And it was just like, yeah, instead of having police go to a, like as responders to a lot of these calls, you would send mental health trained professionals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, like, and like there, there are some communities that have started doing that sort of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see like, the success like, rates of those and i you know for better or worse like minneapolis is just going to become a an experiment so we just need to check in with dan is, is just going to become an experiment with that sort of thing because since we became the the focal point right we're, we're now going to be I, i'm guessing we're going to have a lot of um experimentation and things tried on our community basically i really liked uh walls's speech 
after the conviction. Mm-hmm. If you're not from Minnesota, I'm guessing that everybody from Minnesota who listens to the podcast has listened to Tim Walls. Uh, Tim Walls is our governor, and he like I just thought he did a great job of talking about it and doing framing it all in a way that like demands accountability going forward. Yeah. Uh, and then Mayor Carter from St. Paul also I think did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's going to be a very interesting like next like few years for. Uh, criminal justice well i think the challenge now for me personally okay i don't want to speak for others but for me personally it's like the challenge now it's like chauvin i don't know i never know how to say his last name Mm -hmm. because i never hear it said i just read it chauvin Mm -hmm. uh i guess i probably heard it a bunch on npr and just didn't pay attention it's like chauvin's been committed a murder and now i like now i just have to keep it in the forefront of my mind yeah and keep being aware of things that need happy blapper are you still in chat by the way i want to ask happy blapper a question keep being aware of my own consciousness that needs to change because that was a big thing after floyd was murdered was like just a kind of consciousness shift for myself Mm mm-hmm um continuing to notice thoughts in my you know that i have or behaviors that i have that might be counterintuitive to what i want to have happen in the world for other people sure um all right i guess have lepers not here he does have a new baby so i'll give him that um continuing to have conversations with you know you guys, my friends, uh, my wife. I've been pushing the, the subjects a lot more with my mom because my mom is a very – she'll speak her mind, but she's an open-minded person. I haven't quite figured out, like, how to talk to my dad. I'm, I mean, I'm going to have an interesting conversation. Like, I'm meeting up with Ching okay. on Sunday. Um and so, like, he's had to deal with like the like the stuff like the last couple of weeks with like the oh the Jesus yeah stuff. I suppose. And so after this, he like Carla's family like she's adopted, mm-hmm. and they're um she comes from so like her her dad is a was a sheriff and like her brother's a cop, and so like China said he like after is her brother also adopted? Huh. Is her brother also adopted? No, no. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's just so she has two two white brothers. Sure. Okay. Um, two regular brothers. Uh, <laughs> You're so dumb. But so he's like, so after the conviction, like he, like he, like he called and talked to her mom, and he's like, I, he's like, you know, I just got off like out of like kind of like a heated conversation. So I, I, I I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to talk to him more about that because. That's got to be. Hold on, you're saying he and she a lot, and I don't know who you're referring he, to now, brothers talked, or Chang. Uh, Chang talked to Carlos' mom, so the mother of yes, the cop's sure. husband. So, like, uh, I, I, I want to. I'm. That's got to be a very interesting dichotomy, Whew. because like they are, they're very much a cop family. So I, I don't know where they exactly fall on a lot of it. See, and that's just that's that's the thing too is there's all these moments of like, and this is I wrote myself a little note. 
Uh, but there's all these moments of just like, that's just not something I have to, it's like, I'm, you know, I, I guess I do have to think about how I want to talk to my dad and stepmom, but it's not, it doesn't have the same weight to it. Yeah. And we're like, that. that's, yeah, like that's where I, I, like I'm trying to like, especially like after the last couple of weeks, like, yeah, like talk to Dan more about that stuff. Cause it, like even he, it, it didn't hit him more as being just like an Asian American until Has that he happened. Been harassed at all? God, I hope not. In, I think it's one of those things where, like, over the years, he may have sure, had things yeah, happen, absolutely. but he didn't recognize it. Okay, because he just there's the whole thing with Asians being the 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 pinnacle of like a minority in this country. So like, sure, well, that's all just a, a lie of a way to pit minorities against each other. But and so like that's that's a whole other <laughs> thing. Reasons to just not like anybody. Yeah. Exactly. And so like it's so that was just like he it was a very tough week for him at like or like tough like as he's like started realizing this stuff kind of about himself and like about just kind of like the way like the country has treated his people <laughs> sort of thing yeah and he, as he learned more about just kind of like the past that's been hidden of like you know how we've treated you know different sects of the asian population over the last couple centuries and so he's got that on his shoulders and now he's also got as being a supportive member of like the people of color community and he's you know this very interesting conversation he has to have with his mother-in-law yeah his mother-in-law that's you know that's so weird I, yeah it's i so i can't even i can't even imagine the the gravity of that sort of thing as a a regular old white dude right so like but my job that i see it is that i I learn and then I listen to him and I that, that that's just that's that's just what I see my part in it because he'll want to talk to it and like there, I'm sure there are certain things he doesn't want to talk to his wife about with that sort of thing you like, think so I talk to my wife about everything no I know but like I, I'm sure it's not always oh I thing. suppose about his mother-in-law yeah so I think they're like he may want to process it in a way sure. before he comes to I get her. what you're saying sorry um so it's just that sort of stuff yeah that makes sense um yeah, I. My, what I was gonna say about my dad and stepmom is like I just don't know. I don't feel like there's any point to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I feel? I I feel like it's trying to take down a brick wall with a tennis ball. Like it just. You can do it. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. <laughs> You're just gonna be there forever. Actually, what the ball the ball would fall apart first. And I think about my mom, who is. I don't know. My mom is best described as like a mama bear. Like she's just very. I think if she sees people who need defending or standing up for, she will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, like me, she might also need to just update her terminology for what racism is and yeah. how racism feels and mm-hmm. how you can bring pieces of racism across that you didn't know were racist. It, it, it's interesting to think, like I saw this now, of like people that may have grown up as like in like the hippie generation that thought they were on like the that the that like they grew up being like we got this all fucking figured out that's how i felt civil rights bill like like we were part of this whole thing but like there was still more of a sea change needed to happen and so like they 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 may have gotten to a certain point and just like let it go and well i think a lot of people yeah have just seen the massive amounts like the massive amounts of change from just my mom's lifetime Mm -hmm. and you're like well yeah it's it's better than it was before and you're like yeah it is better but it's not 
better's not fixed. Yeah. Better's not equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do want to say, like, I am hopeful for our generation that, like, it's something I want to talk about more on the podcast, I guess, where it's like, I want to be proud to be American. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to celebrate, like, being American. And I just don't feel like I can lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you're ever going to have a country that is free of Mm-mm. some form or another of injustice. No. We're people. That's what, that's what, that's what we do to each other. <laughs> like, that's, that, that's our MO. Uh, or at least you're not going to have that within my lifetime, I guess, is what I would say. But we can be better. And it's just like, I want to just start talking about being an American and like, even finding ways to talk to other people. It's like why I bring up my dad and stepmom because mm-hmm. they're not hateful, mean people. Mm-mm. I do think they're stubborn. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're kind and they're generous. And they like, think they have all the right answers. Yeah. That's the other problem is like they're, they don't seem willing to admit that they had the wrong idea or that they made mistakes. Do you know what I mean? It's been 60 something years. Like <laughs> they, they, they've had that idea for that long. It's like, right. You're telling um, me that I've been wrong this whole time. Or it's like this person I was talking about with a mask where it's just like, like what do you know? You're just a 30 year old kid. Right. I'm your dad. But that's where my mentality has really been changing lately. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I remember it was like a few. Oh, are we frozen? I got to keep talking. So people know we're not frozen. Yeah. yeah. We'll just keep talking. Keep going. Uh, it was like a few weeks after having Aurora, my daughter, Uda oh, Pils- we didn't. Uh, damn, bro. Uda Pils- Pilsner. Uh, they, they do a good job with like German style beers. It was a few weeks after I had my daughter. And I was laying in bed feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. and like having an argument. I, I couldn't tell you what it was about, but I was like having an argument with my dad in my head for some reason. And I had this realization of just Wait, like Is your dad not real? No. He's like oh, the dad no. he's like the dad from Mr. Robot. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. It means it means we're both crazy. Spoiler yeah. alert. You know you get a spoiler alert for like a year after the show is out. Alright. Uh and I just remember it like because I think what one of the things I was, you know, it's something like this where I'm thinking about race in america or poverty in america and just how disparate my feelings on it are compared Mm -hmm. to my dad's uh it was probably something like that i don't remember what it was but and i was also just feeling overwhelmed and like a bad parent and all this and i just had this moment of like hold on i have my life at 35 so much more together Mm -hmm. (laughs) than my dad did at 35 Mm mm-hmm like, and from my dad's perspective, like the Christian American perspective, it's like, I'm doing everything right. Mm-hmm. It was just this weird moment of like, oh, no, I actually can tell you shit. Mm-hmm. Because the things that you're talking about doing, like, I've been with the same woman forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Just like, I got the nuclear family we we pay our bills mm-hmm. we go to work we contribute like those aren't my ideals by the way you and like you're, you're me you're, don't take you're me ch- you're charitable yes don't take me saying those things to be 
my ideals. But it was just it was just this moment of like I was close. I was close. <laughs> it was just this moment of like man, all these things that you put up on a pedestal like mm-hmm. I'm doing them. I'm doing. So and I'm doing them at 35 way better than you were doing at 35. So yeah, I, like I can tell you shit. Mm-hmm. And you should listen to me. Uh and that's that's the difference between my dad and my mom is I think my mom will actually listen to me and to go back to this whole point is like kind of pushing subjects with her to talk about race. It's like in my mind, starting to talk about those things and point out those things with my mom. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that she'll start to see them. She'll start to see like, yeah, okay. I think you have a point there. Mm -hmm. Like my mom will say those words, which are, if you don't say those words, people, if you never admit you're wrong, you're an asshole. (laughs) Uh, and then she'll like she'll carry that to her other boomer friends, mm-hmm. and I really truly believe that my mom will stand up for what she thinks is right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. Uh, and so if there is somebody who's saying something that she has recently like updated her way of thinking, mm-hmm. something that she thinks is now you know thinks is a less than ideal way to look at something. I don't think she'd ever, you know, like we're just describing it in terms of racism, like updating your term for racism or your definitions of racism. But like she would broach that subject with other people. Mm -hmm. I'm confident that she would. So it's like she seems like a valuable, worthwhile investment. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I'm trying to decide is like. Because you only have so much time in the day. Who, yeah, who are these people I have these conversations with? Mm-hmm. Is it the tennis ball up against a brick wall, like I said before? Mm-hmm. Like, what good is that doing other than just... Is, and I don't know the answer. I'm it's just, a fun game. I, I play it at recess <laughs> all the time. I'm just trying to think, like, where do I want to put my energy? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing, this little note I wrote for myself is... Uh, because it's like I was saying, you know, all the news was stressful mm-hmm. leading up to this i literally i just physically like couldn't get myself to listen to it live um but i wrote this little note to myself after that says one of the big takeaways i've had is that by using my privilege which is a word that is totally new to me since reading white fragility where like i oh yeah i do i can use that word in this context mm-hmm. because i understand it in this context my privilege to ignore things because they make me feel overwhelmed or sad or depressed is putting all the weight of fixing a system that is broken and people of color are forced to live in on those people. Yeah. And it's a system that was built over years to suit my needs, Mm -hmm. um, white people's needs. And so we're responsible for helping to tear those parts out of the system. Correct. Is what I wrote. But that is a totally new thing that has been, Oh, 100%. A totally new concept that has been woken up within me in the last year. I, I agree 100%. And so it's, that was another part of the conflicting emotions. Like, it's terrible that George Floyd earned this m- martyrdom in blood. You know what I mean? But he at least changed the way that I, mm-hmm. I mean, his death changed this whole perspective of mine of like, oh, I never realized that it is such a privilege. Mm-hmm. To just be able to go like, that's sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay attention to it. Life's fine for the black people I know, which is arguably 
true or not. Uh, and yeah, to, to just think like, <laughs> to just say like, this system was built around you mm-hmm. and before you, uh, you're not the majority in it, so you can't fix it, mm-hmm. but it's your responsibility to fix. Mm-hmm. That was another big one for me where it was just like, holy shit, I never thought, I just never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. It was more of the like, I'm not racist. I've never done any racist things. Like when I've been in charge of hiring people or things like that, I never was dependent on race. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was my way of thinking. It was like, I'm not racist. And it's like, oh, but there are these things that are built societally just into your psyche. Mm-hmm. And so just, I have a responsibility to continue to see those things in myself and talk about them with my friends. Uh, and that's what one of the reasons, I don't want to share something, but have a labber and I had a conversation that I'm not going to share unless he's cool with it. Um, but yeah, there's just been so much power in that and, and bringing that stuff up with my friends and hopefully it can awaken in them too, if it hasn't already. That, well, that's, that's the, I, I, I hate one. I'm already like socially awkward and I don't like talking about things. Like I don't like boasting and I, I and I, it was it could be weird sometimes talking about this. Like I'm patting myself on the back. Right. That's, and, I, and that's why I like it's, it's one like, of the like reasons I, I'm really picking my language carefully. Correct. Like, like I, like I've, I've, I've had so many realizations this year. It started last year, even like just with like, like it almost started with watching the Watchmen for whatever reason and seeing like the like that the show was well done like and powerful the, like the Tulsa mask and like this thing I didn't know existed like, right and then culminating with you know what happened in the summer with George Floyd and it's it was it was crazy like how much it's like oh I just I didn't know anything right I, I've literally just been not looking or you're being, just blind to it. Yeah. And like well, be, being willfully ignorant. Cause it was so easy. I, to me, it's like not even willfully, like now it would be willfully ignorant, yes. yeah, that, that, but that, it, that, it, it was just like, holy shit. It's like when I, I said, when my son was born mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I think of him as my, my little key because there was this door within me mm-hmm. that I didn't know was there. And when my son was born, it was like, what does this key do? Like, it, you know, it opens that door <laughs> and there's just this whole oh, other, blood's up, oh, blood's up. there's this whole other thing. My blood. <laughs> that door held all my blood. There's just this whole other person in me. It was like, holy shit. But that's kind of the way it felt. It was just like, oh my God, there's just this whole other reality that other people have to live in. And, and it's weird because in a part, a part of me didn't know that, especially after like working at Cornerstone and just seeing like man, these people that I'm work and I don't mean these people, black people, I mean these people that I was working with, uh, because of their, I mean, a part of it is because of the color of their skin, but because of their economic circumstances and whatnot mm-hmm. are forced to grow up with a psyche that is completely different than mine. Mm-hmm. And it, it was enlightening getting to do that because you kind of get a schematic that allows 
you to see that psyche more. I'm trying to pick my words really carefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also just enlightening to me because it just it broadened my understanding of how vast our realities can be. Mm-hmm. Like we can both knock on the table and say that it's hard, but I know <laughs> Joey's like, huh? who's here? We can both knock on the table and say that it's hard, but like there are all these other facts that are up to interpretation or not facts, but these other uh, things that are up to interpretation. Um, The other thing I was going to say when you were talking about, I also feel apprehensive Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's been another thing that I, you know, my complete 180 on Joe Rogan podcast. He would talk about this all the time, this virtue signaling thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that has started to be like, wow, that's kind of a racist tool as well. This vir- you, Oh, you're just virtue signaling, saying that you now have a broader idea of racism and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're just virtue signaling. You, it's weird because it's like, you really don't want to come off that way. Mm-hmm. You really don't. You want to watch for that in yourself of like, you don't want to do anything. It would be really gross to be doing it for attention. Mm-hmm. Or to be getting the approval of people. Which people, people, people definitely do. do. People do. definitely do. But to lump it all in, Amber, Joey's begging to go upstairs if you're up there. Anytime I move, he's like, oh, we're going now? I think he wants to eat. Uh, if you're up there. Um, sorry. Yeah, it's just been very interesting to to see that and realize like, I don't think that's a, like, I'm not saying it's a tool of racism that anybody consciously, like, put together and does. But that's what I'm saying is more kind of insidious and hidden from my perspective about it is it's just something that naturally comes up because there is maybe a subconscious, and I want to be clear, maybe, not saying any of this is fact, but maybe there's a subconscious fear of giving up some of the power that you do have as a white person. Mm -hmm. And so you're just saying like, oh, it's just virtue signaling. And then you will also like hold up, you know, the the token black guy Mm -hmm. of like, look, we're not racist. Yeah, Ben Carson's over here spelling whatever Ben Carson's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just, it's, it's been very enlightening. It's, it's, it's been a hell of a fucking year. <laughs> no shit. And that, I mean, that's what I felt like when I cried was just like, what the fuck was this year? Mm-hmm. And like, why couldn't this year have happened when I was, well, I don't know. Maybe it would have been worse when I was 25 because I liked going out more when I was 25. For us, for Amber and I, it wasn't, I mean, other than scrambling to figure out what to do with kids, which, you know, Thank God for her sister. I don't believe in God, but you know what I mean. Us working out, us not having to stay in our houses and have and working like in places with people, mm-hmm. I think helped dramatically. It also showed me that I'd be fine working at home. When we were working at home, I was like, "Oh, this is fine." I couldn't do that forever. I'd go insane. I thought I would hate it. Will you live alone? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be there every day. Right. Um, and that's not to say like when we got back in the buildings and I got to start seeing people again, it was like, oh, I like this person like Debbie at the high school. I love Debbie. And I was oh, like, yeah. I like seeing you, but I was just also like, 
weird. I just don't need to. It might be different if I didn't. I get. I'm fortunate in that I get to work with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it was like just coworkers, but like. Being able to just at least chat with you guys throughout the day mm-hmm. made it more bearable, I think. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, I could work at home. Mm-hmm. If I never got to talk to anybody, even not like over messaging, mm-hmm. then that would probably get hard. But I don't, it's not like I liked working at home enough to go like, well, I'm going to make a career change so I can work at home because I like what I do a mm-hmm. lot. But it was just, an, it was just like, oh, I actually could work from home. I never thought I could. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, Amber's sister and, and Big J, her husband, I mean, I'm so insanely grateful for them because uh, that's where our kids have gone mm-hmm. and they've been school for our kids, Big J included. I mean, I know a lot of the weights on Amanda, but Big J does a lot too. Well, he lifts more. He does lift more than Amanda mm-hmm. and me. Um. But other like other than that scramble to figure out what to do with our kids, it's like, man, not a lot changed for us. Like this was probably a fine time for this to happen in terms of our life. Cause you know, like when we were twenty five, we were rock climbing all the time and mm-hmm. going out to bars and going out to restaurants and that would have sucked to give all that up. Mm-hmm. And now it's like what we don't go to the zoo? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like that's I mean, we don't really do a lot. We're not we're not the people. We don't want to take our kids to restaurants. That just seems so miserable to me. That's probably why all these like fifty-year-olds, like like six-year-olds, are freaking out, and we're like going like O'Malley's and stuff like that. Is because like my kids are gone. I got yeah, no, my kids are gone. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want now, man. Or like the retired people are like, I'm I'm at home already. I'm retired. I'm going out. Let's yeah. Let's all make an agreement that if we get that stubborn in our old age, we're gonna call each other out on it. Mm-hmm. To just be like, no, I'm doing what I want. This is America. I'm 62. Do what I want. It's my life. Or if anybody ever fights against something as stupid as wearing a mask. Yeah, like I, I'm lucky I never had to deal with anybody not. This one moron. Um, did I have anything else I wanted to say? It was just, a, it was a broad range of emotion of mm-hmm. being, being grateful while being aware mm-hmm. is the best way I could put it right now in the moment. Like being grateful that he was held accountable mm-hmm. for what he did, mm-hmm. which was commit murder. Mm-hmm. Um, being grateful that black Americans and just Americans of color got to see somebody be held accountable mm-hmm. uh, or just anybody who's had to deal with a shitty, miserable cop, see a shitty, miserable cop be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to be clear, I've had many great interactions with police. Oh, same here. Yeah. Uh, well, I shouldn't say many, but I've had great interactions with the police and I have had a handful of interactions with just shitty dickhead cops. And they really suck yeah, because I, you're a shitty dickhead who's in a position of power and authority. Yep, I had one. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And you're. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, he was just waiting, to right. Like to like like he he wanted to like put me away so bad or or just something. 
just it, like for whatever reason, like either, either he was just, either he just is a just is a dick, or he was having a terrible terrible day. He he wanted to take it out on somebody else, right? And it sucks. And I think, I mean, yeah. And we've barely had to experience yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> but to stay on my toes and to stay aware, mm-hmm. to not think like, hey, we got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to continue my efforts to change myself, to 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 grow and learn, which is, I mean, to grow and learn is kind of always what I like to do anyways and to try new things and to learn new things, but mm-hmm. to really continue to try to cultivate a change within myself. Uh, another thing that I was, me and Amber talked about briefly, uh, and I almost brought up in, in movie night chat, but I think I just, I mean, it's been busier at work lately. I don't know if it's been the same for you. Yeah. There's been weird stuff happening. Like there's like, like well, a lot of little things. Like just with me like, getting ready for testing like and all thing. the MacBook swaps. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just like I, some of the people of color in my life I want like I, during the trial time I wanted to like reach out to mm-hmm. and I was talking to Amber with it like co-workers or things like that uh, where I just I don't I, I'm I have to figure out how to navigate that where I want to it's weird because you want to say like hey I just want you to know I'm thinking about you if you ever need to talk I'm here don't even feel like you need to respond because I don't want to turn it into a thing where like you're trying to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And like not all people of colors experiences the same. Right. And I also, but that that's a part of it. And I also don't want to be like, Hey, reminder, you're black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's a hey, high five. It's a weird thing to try to figure out how to navigate. And so right now I don't know if this is the right answer now, but right now my answer has just been like, I'm just going to leave it mm-hmm. like the people like big J in my life. I sent a message to big J uh, and he knows like, I don't expect anything in response. I just want to let him know that I'm thinking about him, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm he's family. Um, So trying to figure out how to navigate that is just something I want to talk with more people in my life about and just see. Cause I say it's, it's, it's not like this person we work with, would want like everybody come up to be in like right. congratulations patting on them. It's like, like well, that's why like, I even like, meant beforehand of just like, well, exactly. But it's, it's like one, like, yeah, it's like it, if, if like that just seems so, I don't say it's not disrespectful, but it's very like, it's pandering it like, and like, even though like you, you have the best intentions, it's like, what, like, is it for you or for them? Right. That's the real question for me. Is is it, is it for me? Is it for them? Is it a combination of both? And mm-hmm. is that okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just, I just, trying, don't know. It's, just it's, trying to figure that exactly, stuff out. Yeah. And so my answer right now is like, well, I'm just going to trust that those people in my life know that I am, man, I'm trying to find the right words on their side. <laughs> But what I'm really going to put my energy into is updating my software Mm -hmm. and updating my ways of thinking. And as I continue to update those, I can find ways to 
interact with the world in ways that make positive changes mm-hmm. for all of us. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like I'm going to put my energy into changing my own reality and my own perception of reality, which I know I'm, which I know I'm perfectly capable of. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as that perception of reality and understanding of other people's reality gets updated, I can then understand better ways that I can interact with the world, whether it be through voting, how I spend my money, Mm -hmm. or like we're talking about how to reach out to those people. Or if you even do, Mm -hmm you can get a better understanding of all that. So that's kind of where I'm putting my energy right now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, the only other note I wrote is uh, I thought this was cool that the high school had, and I I still kind of hate this term. It's like a cringy term, but I wrote a note that's like, this is the first time I've seen it like, this is great. Like this is a place where this totally makes sense. They had a like a safe space set yeah. up at the high school mm-hmm. where, and they did a really good job in their email. They were like, "Hey, man, this affects people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't just affect students of color. It affects people who have family members who are police officers and blah blah blah." And they were like, "So they set up a safe space for like if you were just sick of hearing about it, but you were stuck at school and you're sick of hearing people talk about it, like." They set up a space where you could just go and sit and people weren't allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked to you. You could sit and do your homework. You could just sit and chill out. But like you couldn't go hang out there with your friends and talk mm-hmm. because that's the thing. It was just like, I just need to not be by this for a little bit. And they gave them the space to do that. And I thought that was, I was like, that seems to make sense to me where you're just, especially at that age, you're just overwhelmed and all of your emotions are cranked up to 11. And then they did also, they had uh, counselors and our cultural liaisons available as well. Well, that was crazy. So like, could, like they, to just, and they even said to staff, they were like, they if that, you want to come talk about this and your emotions, come talk about it. Like, like, that's that, what we're there for. They did that at, my, like, at elementary school, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, I, like the amount of emails I got, like when they knew they went into, li- like, into deliber- like, deliberations and then when they knew that the uh, like after the verdict, like was just yeah, it was just like our the two people in the building that are like, you know, like the your like the social yeah, the yeah, social welfare social people workers, like yeah. the, they're it's like it was you know it's like how to talk about this with your kids they bring it up, you know, come talk to us like it, yeah it's it's well I said to you guys in work chat my principal sent just a really great email mm-hmm. that was like really egalitarian and just concerned with staff and students being mentally okay. Of, of all the all staff and students it was just it, and what i said in work chat sorry mm-hmm. i just what i said in work chat was like it just made me feel happy and proud to work somewhere where like people are kind of at the pinnacle like that's yeah. kind of the the paramount of all of our jobs is like people and making sure they're comfortable and mm-hmm. okay <laughs> of like all the superintendents i've had so far like oh yeah. julie's the one where it's it hasn't felt like she's just paying lip service it like like i feel like she actually cares when she writes those emails I feel about like you can trust her yeah i and you know i i didn't work with the previous superintendent that much or ever so i like i i it can't say like a nice enough guy yeah but, but it never it julie and it wasn't yeah i shouldn't say like i couldn't trust him but it was just julie seems so authentic yeah uh 
and I didn't get that from our previous superintendent. I every interaction I had with him was great. Mm-hmm. His emails seemed fine, mm-hmm. but I just didn't get the the same feeling. Mm-mm. And I, I mean, I even interacted with Julie when she was an, an assistant superintendent, and she was just she just makes you feel mm-hmm. warm and welcome. It's nice. Oh yeah. Yep. I once walked into her office to complain about Cleet once. You did when she was an assistant superintendent. Like she just like started. I can't imagine. He had, he had said something dumb, like or like he sent an email <laughs> about like like principals like talking to text directly, and like or so I, I forget what it was, but I I walked into her like office next time and I was like, hey, <laughs> like don't worry about Cleet. Like he doesn't like he doesn't speak for us. Like okay, <laughs> I like, get it now. That I can imagine you saying. Yeah. I thought you were complaining. I was like, I can't imagine you complaining about Cleet. No, I just wanted to be like, hey, don't worry. Don't worry about Cleet. Like, he's still mad. He didn't get the tech director job. Just let him go. He's a I'm moron. Like, <laughs> um, I'm sure I have more to say that that will just come out in time. But that's exactly it. Like, you know, like we're we're like Goku in season one, you know. Like, he can only glow so much at this point. Like, he's not soupy. He's not over 9,000 or whatever those numbers mean. Like, imagine. It hasn't been dynamic. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ima- imagine, like, Time Chamber, like, has died once already and come back. Is it like, Time Chamber or Gravity Chamber? I can't even remember. I feel like, well, it, time goes faster. So, so I guess gravity can cause time to go faster. So either one works. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're, we're not. Super Saiyan level three with that weird like ponytail thing that I got in those later seasons, like Goku. We're not that. We're not say, Saiyan level no. four with the red hair. No, I'm just that weird monkey boy with like his with still his tail. Like I'm I'm regular Dragon Ball Goku. I'm trying to look up that skirt of uh, Bulma. He has both. One of my haven't seen a ton of Dragon Ball Z, Bulma. but I, but I Bulma's saw, hot. But I saw like the first couple episodes of like Dragon Ball on like when I was a little kid, and like him like using his staff to like look at Bulma, like it's like burned in my memory. Because <laughs> like cartoons, like like the cartoons I would watch as a little kid. Ah, uh, okay. So Schwartz says spend a day in the chamber, and it's like a month. Yeah, like because uh, like the cartoons I was watching as a kid weren't that, and so all of a sudden when you have like Sailor Moon or like that, it's mm-hmm. like why are the these cartoons are sexy to me and i'm like eight what's happening like this <laughs> doesn't make any sense weird. like april o'neill is april o'neill but this is bulma april o'neill had some fucking sloppers this is bulma bulma's an attractive cartoon <laughs> <laughs> by the way you know how i know joey is getting to be like an old man it's like does he fart all the time no it's like <laughs> The past three or four podcasts, he's just asked to go upstairs. Yeah, he's like, I don't want this. Because he's an old man. He like he wants to just go to bed. Mm-hmm. And his bedtime now is like 9.30. Yeah, but last year he'd be in here until like 11. Right, just, just like hanging fine. out. But now he gets up and he asks to go upstairs because he wants to go get in his chair mm-hmm. and lay down and go to bed. Mm-hmm. I've had so many dogs in my life that it's like, ah, Joey's getting older. Mm-hmm. Like I can just see it. He's getting older. Oh, yeah. He's such a good boy. All right, should we get into Rob's random topic? Sure. I, can't, I don't even remember what it was. Neither do I. It's 9.40. We got time. I yeah. don't have to pee yet. 9.40 seems like it's too early to end the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can hammer on this for at least 20 minutes. Uh, the last thing Rob sent me on this group chat is penis in wife. All right. 
That's a weird topic. <laughs> I can't speak to it. All right. Uh, so we have one segment on this podcast that's called Rob's Random Topic. Uh, the way that Rob's Random Topic works is this. Mm-hmm. Once a week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob asking for a random, demanding a random topic. The rule of Rob's Random Topic is first thought, best thought. And that just means that whatever pops into Rob's head first is what he has to send us. Mm-hmm. Uh What's an item you own that you value the most? And then he says, children don't count as items. And then there's jokes because I said, does my wife count as property? (laughs) And eventually that ended with Rob just saying penis in wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm not going to tell you how it got there. What's a, a, what was it? What's an item you own that you value the most? my kids he said you can't say that damn it uh the most that's weird i don't boy i don't know my house i guess i was gonna say my house but that's just like the literal answer it's like it's the most expensive it's the thing most I expensive thing i own is my house that i value the most i don't and I've kind of always been this way. I don't give a shit about a lot of the stuff that I have. That's the thing. Like I was, I was, I've, I got you know. It's the thing you think about sometimes. Like if your house caught on fire, you know, barring your children, like I'm like, like maybe I would like, if it was safe, like I, I might try and get like my little binder of expensive magic cards. But there's really nothing that I need that like that is so. Um, Cherish is a better word, Rolo says. And that's the thing. Like, there, there's nothing. That I don't think there's anything that. Maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. I just cherish my friends. <laughs> um, because yeah, like, like I can't, like the things, I, of the stuff I own in my house. If I had to save something from it, do you have any memory boxes? The fuck is that? Okay, like the internet. I have two memory boxes. I filled up. They're cigar boxes. Uh huh. And I've filled them up with half with, smoked cigars, with random things that oh. are meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, half smoked cigars, birthday cards my brother sent me from Japan when I was five, or uh, I still have the wrist strap from the first time I ever did No Meat May. Mm-hmm. Which to explain No Meat May really quick, uh, when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. I had this realization that there were like. And this isn't a knock on anybody who works at like Burger King, but there were a lot of people I worked with at Burger King. And then I would, I worked at when I got other jobs at these other places who were like stuck in these jobs. And you could tell from talking to them that they hated it. Mm -hmm. They hated having to work there. And I had this realization that like those people seem to all have this thing in condom, condom, all have this thing in common which was they had little to no self-control and they were, they were like ruled by their emotions and they would just do, they would just act on their emotions all the time. And like, they just didn't, they didn't have any self-control. And I was like, man, I am that way. Mm -hmm. Like I'll see a thing I want to do and I just do it. Uh, or I'll get mad and I'll just let all madness come out. Like, I am that way. And so I was like, what is like, how can I get more self-control? And so I had this idea that I was going to go for a whole month without eating meat. Mm-hmm. And it was the month of May and I did it, but it was, it was genuinely very hard to eat vegetarian for this whole month. And I wanted meat so bad 
but I didn't know Meet May. And then at the end of May, and I tie, I had tied a, a big piece of string around my wrist so that it was always there to remind me. And I cut that off at the end of May mm-hmm. and put it in my memory box to like remember the first month of No Meet May. And then I did it again the next May. And I did it again the next May. And by like the third one, it was really easy. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't hard. I don't know if it was the third one because I think I was still doing them when I worked at Best Buy. I remember you doing them. Yeah. Uh, and I met you when I was 17, 16 or 17. I don't yeah. think I met you when I was 16. Yeah. It has to be 17. So it has to be 17. Yeah. Cause I also met Amber when I was 17 and I met you before I met Amber. Yeah. I was right on the same time. Okay. So, but like that thing is important to me because now I consider myself a person with a lot of self-control. Like I can get myself to do pretty much whatever routine I want myself to get into, I can do, and I can force myself to do things. But I think that that is like a muscle that I've cultivated mm-hmm. over time. Anyway, I've kept that. I guess I would try to save those memory boxes in your example sure. of like, they just have weird little things that have zero value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I have in my mind like, oh, it'd be fun to go through them with my kids but my kids probably aren't gonna give a shit it would just be fun it's fun for me to go through i haven't done it in well probably the last time i did it was actually when we moved to this house because i would have gotten them out to pack and then i probably went through them um but yeah in terms of like stuff i don't know i guess i love i love my (laughs) my squat rack that's also kind of the flavor of the month. Like that's still relatively new. Mm-hmm. That's still like, I haven't really had that for like what two or three months. Yeah, um, like if my computer died, I don't know. I we'd have to figure out how to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know if my computer died and I couldn't play a video game. I just don't care. I'll just go do something else. I have enough things I like to do. Uh. I have two really special Gene Wolfe books. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily have like a lot of memories tied to physical objects. Like Just body the, parts. Like the memories are in my head. Sure. But I don't have those things. Or if I do, they're like in my they're like they're in my house somewhere. But like I don't I don't think of those See, things. I think the thing in the memory box is that there I know there are things in the memory box mm-hmm. that I have forgotten about. Mm. But it's not like a true forgotten. It's like as soon as I see it, you'll yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be like, Oh yep. my god, I forgot this was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like the other day when I when me and Javin both realized that we had watched the mummy. <laughs> and we were like during quarantine movie night, it was like Oh, holy shit. We watched The Mummy. I totally forgot we even watched that. Yeah. It's like I didn't I didn't actually totally forget, but it was like that was not in my mind. And then somebody brought mm-hmm. it up, and I was like, did I miss that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. We did watch that. It's almost entirely erased from my mind. There's just things like that in those memory boxes where I see them, and I like – I know – I would remember then, but I don't remember now. Um, but yeah, I don't have any like, I don't have any things that have been passed down to me. 
I mean, I guess I do have my grandpa's gun, but I don't know. I barely knew my grandpa, and I wasn't the biggest fan of him. And like the only thing, like in it's my not like house, my dad taught me how to use the gun or anything. You know, just in my house now that hasn't moved is probably just like Jesse save the date. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like. I can't. I can't really think of anything that's in my. Because, like, sure, I like my magic cards, and some of them are expensive, but I'll just take the insurance money. Like, like it. It doesn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't pay me to see them. Di- like, it would suck to like have them burn up. Yeah. But. Well, it would be like it's it's re- it. They themselves are replaceable. I love my new truck, mm-hmm. but it's replaceable. But or even if you just told me like, well, you just you have to go back to driving. A Hyundai Tiburon, mm-hmm. it would be like, well, this is annoying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you just deal with it and move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just don't have... It's so cliche, but it is like, I don't know, my kids, my wife, my friends. Uh, I do really love my squat rack. Because uh, like those pictures are on my phone now. Like, right. Like, that, I, oh. like I never owned... Go ahead. F- physical camera printing off photos like there's a shit ton of photos at my dad's house that i'm that i'm sure i would like i would i would hate to lose but those aren't mine mm-hmm. like when like i i see them every so often those are great but like all of my images are digital and i can get to i was gonna say is that maybe one of the reasons like all of the music i have is digital mm-hmm all of the pictures I have are, you know, like I don't have to buy records anymore. You're going to have that I guess Mars I did, Volta I did that buy that $500 Mars Volta box set. So then maybe that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, well, I have books. I have a ton of books, but like I don't have any attachments to any of my books. Mm-hmm. Books are there to be consumed and they just fall apart as you read them over and over again. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do have one. Uh, it's upstairs. This would be one that I would value over all of them. Yeah. Amber said her photo books, but they could be reprinted because we have all the pictures digitally. Is it the book that Jeff bought you? No. No. Um, The Hobbit book that I have. Okay. That I've talked about on the podcast before that it's like one of my fondest memories with my dad mm-hmm. is sitting in his lap. And it's just this, it's a book that's like, I think I've showed it on the podcast before. I mean, I'm serious. It's like this big. And it's just got these big, beautiful illustrations of The Hobbit. And my dad, you know, we wouldn't sit and read the whole thing because I was pretty little, but we would go through it and he would tell me the story of The Hobbit as we looked at the pictures. And I just, I fucking loved that book. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when I had Nemo, I asked him for it and he gave it to me. And Nemo and I will go through it now. Uh, and as Aurora gets older, I'll go through it with her too. And then I'll have to decide which one of them is better and gets it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that would be one that like, I would be really bummed to lose that because I don't know. I don't know how to find it again. Yeah. Because I tried to, I mm-hmm. tried to find it online and I didn't, I mean, if I went upstairs and like looked at the name of it and the publisher and the, I'm sure I could find it, but like, I don't know any of that. I don't have it recorded anywhere. 
So if that burned up in a fire, I would be very sad to lose that because I don't know how to find it again. Yeah. It's a pretty unique book as far as I know. It's like a coffee table book, but it's The Whole Hobbit. Yeah, the the real answer was the um, my wedding gift to you, so you failed. Your wedding gift to me? Yeah. Does it have a bunch of money hidden inside it? Uh, no, we that's, framed that, that, it. You that, didn't that's it. for you, you to didn't find give out. It to us framed. I know there's not money in it. That's for you to find out. Unless you, under all the stuff that you glued, mm-hmm. it's twenties under there. It's all twenties. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that much money then? That's like hundreds of dollars. It's like a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> it's not like it's all thousand dollar bills. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, nobody in chat has anything they cherish. No, everybody in chat's cynical and hates everything. Jesus. Um, I love my Lauren Marks painting, mm-hmm. but again, it's not like an original. Like, like that's that's the thing. Like that particular one means nothing. Well, it, it I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say nothing. nothing. It doesn't necessarily mean nothing. But if 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 it went away and you got the same picture, well, you would frame it and put it up. Right. And, yeah. Even if that was an original. Yeah. It'd be like, well, that sucks. I lost like that was a lot of money mm-hmm. and I lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would just buy another Lauren Marks art mm-hmm. or Lauren Marks art. original piece of art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be that one. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't have a very strong attachment to anything physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it phrased again? What's an item you own that you value the most? I'm going to say the Hobbit. I want to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Amber says she has some of her grandma's jewelry. The most would be the Hobbit, I guess. Like if I'm go, if I'm just doing an inventory, it's the only thing that is that doesn't seem besides those memory boxes. It's the only thing that doesn't seem replaceable or. Easily replaced. Amber says, <laughs> well, then you didn't cherish it the most. It used to be my wedding ring, but I lost that last year. Let's go with like my $700 magic card. Sure. <laughs> Amber, you should be very grateful you're married to the person you are. Amber was like, I lost my wedding ring, like hundreds of dollars. And I was like, oh, all right. Because like, I had lost mine, but mine was only $10. Because, yeah, like, 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 I, like there's, like, there's, you know, there, there's pictures of, of like, like my mom and my grandma and stuff like that, but those are all my dad's house. Those aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it's 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 a weird question. And like I cherish all of those things, but they're not mine. Like technically, like I have memories of them, but like until my dad passes away, like they're not they're his. Right. They're more his than mine. Rolo says I have a hunting shotgun that belonged to my grandfather that you still use. A flag that was on my grandpa's grave as well. I got to think there's some major ones I'm missing. The guitar pick that Joel from Gilswish and Gade threw me. That's adorable. Yeah, you know, like I like I went into the, you know, the Houston Oilers locker room and got all their signatures. Like, I, I, I love that piece of paper. You still have that, right? Of you course. You said you did. Or it's at your dad's house? I, it's at my house now. Oh, it is at your house. Um, And, like, you know, it's, it's not something that, that, like, I go to in like times of need to like make me feel better. Well, I don't it's think just, that's, I don't think that's even what Rolo means. No, but it's, it's, you know, it just, it's, 
it's it's a thing that I uh it's it's a great memory that I have. What is a boys out handbook? It sounds like a gang. My grandpa's 1940s boys out handbook. I don't know what that is. You think was his, is your grandpa gay? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Careful, Dane. Careful, Dane. That's exactly what I was meaning. Oh, boy scout. Oh. Makes more sense. That makes way more sense. Makes more sense. Boy, <laughs> I heard it as like a gay. Boys out. Uh, yeah, I think I think like like my grandma just had spoons. The pickle bag. Vitamin Anderson says a pickle bag. Like my grandma just had sp- like spoons. A lot of spoons. Like she had a bunch of like spoons. Like my. That's the thing. It's like my the things that I cherish from my grandma aren't like there, there's literally no physical things that it's like. Rolo has the best one. My grandma came here from the fucking Ukraine when she was a little girl. And so she has nothing from like her, her youth. Right. So the only thing that she gave us was spoons, her love for spoons. Who else did I know? Uh, Spoons. And, you know, like the recipe for like pierogies, like that's the thing. It's like whenever I eat pierogies or like that, like I will think of my grandma. I do have the recipe for pierogies. It's not going away. Your mom wrote for me. I can never lose that, though. I could. <laughs> I can't. The one that Jane Natick wrote for me that's in my big book of recipes. Yeah, you, you could technically lose that. I could. Mm-hmm. That'd be sad. Mm-hmm. But then I would just get the pierogi recipe from you. But, like, yeah, like, I can't. Unless, yeah, unless I get Alzheimer's, I'm not losing that, like, those those things. Uh, Rolo said an author friend of his signed a book for him. Yeah, I know. I saw that. He's nice just things. pandering to you, and I don't like it. I don't think he's pandering. I think that's the thing he cherishes the most. That's I don't think it's I'm, you, actually. That's what I'm going to choose to believe. I, th- I think he went to a he's different author. He's got another author, author friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Viter Anderson pickle bag is definitely a worth worthy pick. Uh, Amber says, I love the whale painting my brother made. It is a beautiful painting. It's Gene Wolf. I'll kill you, Rolo. I'll kill you dead. You better not have a signed Gene Wolf book that you've been holding out on. I've I've come to, like I've actually about, I don't really care about signatures. No, that's the thing. Like I've thought about like getting one with his signature on right. it, but it's like Adam just to rub care. it in my face. Adam doesn't care. No, if you gave it to me as a gift, I would be like, I would really appreciate the gesture but of it. It wouldn't mean anything. But it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. But like when Jeff texted me out of nowhere and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, they have this collectible Gene Wolf book." Mm-hmm. This is the title of it at this bookstore I'm at. And then like 30 seconds later, I called Jeff on the mm-hmm. phone. <laughs> I mean, I literally dropped what I was doing mm-hmm. when I saw that text. I don't know what we were doing, but I know it was with Amber. And I was like, oh, I got to call Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that had been a book I coveted for years, The Castle and the Otter. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, can you buy it? I'll pay you for it. Uh, th- like, because I want to read it. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter that. I don't know. The signature doesn't do anything for me. Unless they signed it to me, I guess. I, I Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pick one. Just because... Oh, I'm really close to my camera. Just because Rolo, Rolo needs me to pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, Need you to. I'll, I'll pick my later hosen from... There you go. There you go. I'll, go. I'll go with my later hosen that I bought and wore to Oktoberfest. And once on the podcast. And once on the podcast. Uh... Let's see. Big J says, handmade knife my grandpa made his grandkids a couple of years before he passed. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Amber says Aurora's reading your book at bedtime tonight. Cool. <laughs> Big J says my Eagle Scout Award. I'd like to pass that to my kids or grandkids. That's cool. Ben's first drawing that I got last week. Might top the charts, though. <laughs> Big J. Yeah, you're going to run out of drawings. So many drawings. Our walls are covered in them. Uh, I've lost most of the ones I thought were important. Rollis is weird framing it. That's adorable. Uh, I have a right there. These are weights. Nope. This was uh, when everything with COVID was going crazy. It's right here. You fucking dunce. You're, okay, now you're, now you're acting. Uh, and I was working in the basement all day. Nemo drew a picture of me mm-hmm. and brought it up. And I, when I went up for lunch, he gave it to me. And now it's, I love this drawing because it's one of the first times he was like really drawing. Like you can see the kind of person shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also he also drew me one that I have at work. Uh, but I, I don't know. I like this, but like if I lost it, I'd forget about it. There, there, there'll be a million more. You got it? spitting image uh amber and i we do have several of them that we are going to frame just leave it it's fine because it it always folds in this way so uh yeah we do have a few that we've talked about framing uh one of them nemo named uh it's funny i'd like to think that my parents like had stuff like that for the first few years right. i was alive and then it's like fuck it <laughs> this did you draw shit all the time i don't care <laughs> Uh, we have one that Nemo, it's like, it's kind of beautiful. And he named it. The light is flying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a great name for that painting. So I want to keep that one. Uh, Vitus is TJ drew a monster version of me and I love it. Well, yeah, especially like getting down like the third kid. Like I'm sure like my brother's drawing stuff. They're like, this is amazing. Like I was like, but it's sort of like perfect. Great. Yeah. Great. Went in the fridge for like a week and then it was gone. Right. (laughs) Uh, I still have uh, the first birthday present Nemo ever gave me were some acorns that he found on the ground. <laughs> I just thought it was really cute, so I kept those. Um, They went in my memory box. Um, I don't think I have any of the other. Amber probably saves more of the stuff that they make. It's woman's work. Than I do. Uh, I do have one that I love because Nemo drew me a birthday card, mm-hmm. uh, and it's me, and I have this giant head and these little stick legs mm-hmm. and these little stick arms. Mm-hmm. But my head is like this. My head and body is basically a giant circle. But he drew the face on it, and then it was after George Floyd had been murdered, and uh, he had been talking with James's dad a lot, uh, and just all of our families a lot. And Amber asked what he wanted to say in my birthday card and he i can't remember the exact words but it's something along the lines of like happy birthday papa i love you black lives matter <laughs> and i was just like well that's sweet for a number of reasons mm-hmm. and so i've kept that one uh because that one it just every time i see it it makes me smile because the picture is so ludicrous and then it's just this sweet little message happy birthday papa i love you black lives matter mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a really sweet story with him sitting on Reggie's lap, uh, Big J's dad. 
and like touching his arm and petting his arm and telling him that he is like Reggie or I, what do they call your dad? Do they call your dad Papa? I can't remember what they call your dad, but he was just like, I think your skin is beautiful. <laughs> just, just being nice. Uh, I can't remember what they call. I think they call does. Do my kids call your dad Papa too? Are you still there, Big J? I also uh, Papa. Okay. I also think it's adorable that uh, my daughter calls Big J Daddy. Well, I think she calls you Uncle Daddy now, doesn't she? Uncle Daddy. Well, so when <laughs> Big J's kids call him Daddy, mm-hmm. my kids call me Papa. Uh, and Aurora, over the past year of COVID, learned to talk. Like mm-hmm. that's when she was learning to talk. And so she didn't go, Uncle Daddy, she didn't go to school. She went to Big J's house mm-hmm. and was around them and heard. Big J's kids constantly calling him daddy. And so he just became daddy. So she would call what he, she called uh, Amanda something too, right? She didn't always call her auntie. Now she calls her auntie. Mm-hmm. Uh, night Rob. G. Um, what'd you say? G. G. <laughs> but she called Big J daddy forever. And now I think she calls him uncle daddy. I don't think she says uncle James yet. That's it. Also, Big J, Nemo told me a story the other day. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Uh, I like your brown skin. Kids are dumb. <laughs> it's, that's nice. He's being nice. Oh, I, I, I know he's being nice, but kids are idiots. That's all. That's, uh, that's Big great. J, Nemo told me a story the other day where he was like, Uncle James, sometimes when we're being loud. Okay. M- Amanda's still mommy often to my daughter. It's funny when... I all hear kids call teachers. Oh yeah, like those did you words. ever do that? No. Okay. I, well, I, I'm sh- maybe I did. I don't remember doing it. I don't remember doing it either. I do. I do really remember one time. Have you ever gotten your fly stuck in like the little bottom part of your pants? Mine got stuck so bad, and I couldn't get it. Like I could not get it out. It was mm-hmm. like stuck in the denim yeah, down yeah. there, and I the had that down there, and I was like old enough to realize that like it was awkward but i couldn't zip up my fly and i had to ask my daycare lady and she like had to dig it out <laughs> and it was just me standing there all awkward uh i was like 15 or 16 <laughs> uh no big j the other day nemo told us the story at dinner i think it was at dinner he was like sometimes if we're being too noisy uncle james comes up to us and he says he's gonna throw us out the window <laughs> Or something like that. What did he say, Amber? Uh, and then I love Nemo when he like he realizes that he's in on the joke because then he was like, "But he's not really gonna throw us out the window." <laughs> like it was something at nap time, like something you say at nap time, and Nemo like get it. He likes that he's in on the mm-hmm. joke of like oh, he's yeah. not really gonna throw us out the window or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Made me laugh. Throw them to the moon. That's what it ah, is. Ah, nice. Bang, zoom, straight through. Throw the them moon. through the ceiling. Yeah. He's not really going to throw us through the ceiling. <laughs> I get that joke. Throw them to Mexico. What's a bigger threat? Getting thrown to Mexico or throwing to the moon? How racist are you? Not very. Moon. See, I was thinking, well, I guess the moon, you have to survive the vacuum of space. Yeah, there's no oxygen. All I was thinking was the landing on the moon might be better because the gravity's lower. 
Mm, yeah, the oxygen thing will kill you, though. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, you're right. There's no oxygen once you land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, getting thrown to the moon is a way bigger threat. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan. We did it. That's all I got. We solved race in America. No. No. Me and Pat did that one time at Brainstorm, though. Solved gun control. We solved gun control. We solved, like... No, it's always solved. I thought we solved multiple things. Well, you were too drunk. You don't remember what else you solved. I know that we solved gun control. (laughs) Because we basically came to the agreement that, like, oh, me and Pat are drunk and arguing for, like, an hour and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. All of a sudden realize we both have the same view, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, guns should be legal, but there should be a thousand times more restrictions on getting them. And Pat's like, yeah, that's totally fine. I, I really, I, as drunk as I was, I remember Pat going like, I'm totally fine with that because I can still get a gun. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can meet all those requirements and still get a gun. And anybody who can't meet those requirements shouldn't get a gun. And we were, it was mm-hmm. like, wait, we both think the same thing. Even though I would consider my self anti-gun and your pro-gun, he's like, yeah, cool. We solved gun ownership in America. Yeah, pizza and bowling is all it takes. Pizza and bowling. And a lot of beer. And a lot of alcohol. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Oh, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, There it goes. Yeah, this is a good conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh... Yeah, seeing Derek Chauvin be held accountable mm-hmm. gives me this tiny little bit of hope that I desperately, desperately need after this past year. Uh, I don't want my I don't want my kids to grow up in a country that's constantly fighting itself. Listen next week, Schwab. Yeah, listen next week. We'll go over them. Thanks for the reminder if that's what you're doing. I think it's like the 28th. Yeah, because of the 30th. Yeah, it's, it's, the, la- it's the last Thursday of it's April. It's a big UFC this weekend, everybody. Mm-hmm. Dan, and I, Dan and I are going to watch it. Uh, there's three championship fights. I think there's stuff on the undercard I want to pay attention to. Oh, Amber, if you're still listening, I'm going to Dan's on Saturday, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, Jorge Masvidal is fighting, which seems to yep. get get all the... It gets everyone going. It gets all the schlubs. Yep. Gets all the, what do you call them? I don't know. Fair weather fans. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Yeah. He's like, he's cool enough in the zeitgeist that like more people will pay attention. 100%. Uh, yeah. All right. I just want my kids to live in a, doesn't have to be the best country, but. Don't be, a better country. Don't be constantly at odds with each other. If you want to give them a better country than the one you grew up in. Exactly. Uh, but one that's also more egalitarian for more people. I guess. Which I think we can do. I think we've already done that. We're all- we, We're in that direction. We need to keep going. Mm-hmm. And we need to uh, lessen the severity of the incline. Yeah. Like, you I know have, what I mean? Like I have. Hope. I'm not expecting it, might be misplaced, it but I'm, I have hope. I'm not expecting it to. Where's my camera? I'm not expecting it to go like this and flatten out overnight. But I do. I would like to. You know, it's like you're making upward progression, but I also want to see the incline come down at the same time, mm-hmm. so that the upward momentum can be yeah. increased. Mm-hmm. Next week is the list episode. Correct. 
Uh, so barring inter- any major news things that we have to talk about, we will go over the lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month, the month of April, our lists are no boats. Jet skis okay. Make your lists. No cars. Motorcycles are okay. <laughs> uh, what's what top five movie props you'd like to own? Yep. They have to be movie props. Kibby they already, don't work. Kibby already mailed us his list. Ooh, okay. Yes, that's what I mean by they have to They're be movie props prop. is they don't work. They're just a prop. So if you want the flying skateboard from it's Back to the Future, that's fine, but it won't actually fly. Correct. Uh, top five that you would like to own. Can it be TV? Yeah, uh, yes. fine. Props. Props. Sta- you, you if it. you've been to a stage show and you saw a prop that you really liked, some candlestick from Phantom of the Opera, fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for that. I still have to make my list. I know. I, I I'll make it next week. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Norm. Wade wants Norm's mug. Norm. God damn it! I wish that was true. Oh man, Wade got me good the other day when he said, "Stay in your lane, smuckers." <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to put him in their place. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. If this is your first time listening to us, subscribe to us on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. Yeah. Uh, also, give us a follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid. Turn on uh, notifications so you can see when we go live every Thursday. And uh, come join in on the live sessions. Yeah, They're fun. a lot of fun. Jump in chat. Say stuff. Say stuff. Uh, give us your two cents. We'll treat you fairly. Uh Unless you're an idiot. Unless you're unless you're being a dickhead. Then we'll ban you. <laughs> then we'll then we'll be, if you're trying to get us more followers, we'll ban you. Um you can always email us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at TMSS underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. For your top five movie props you want to own list. Mm-hmm. Send it to the Gmail. You can send it to the Gmail. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. If you really want to tweet them to us, you can at TMSS underscore podcast. We got two sponsors. Joey's gone. Joey, the good boy. He went upstairs to go to bed. He's too tired. Our closer prop. Yes, we have, we have decided props. they are. Closer props. props. Outfits are props. Shoes are props. Those are clothes. Shoes, Dan's, shoes are clothes. Dan's also right. Jewelry is clothes. Yeah. Ban, we got to ban your wife. Yeah. How do I ban Amber? She's just being facetious now. <laughs> Purge. <laughs> um... Yeah. We also are brought to you by Mike Long. Yep. A great and talented designer from Minnesota. He designed all of our graphics. Correct. That's all I got to say. Send your list in, motherfuckers. Yep. Uh, be cool to each other. Mm-hmm. Try to update your software. <laughs> Good night. Don't forget your Windows updates. Good night. How do I do this? <laughs>